Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I think the biggest supporter in my life is myself. Friends, they can tell you, but you still hesitate. But when you start just believing in yourself, you start believing that your friends telling you like the truth. This episode's Women in Tech shout out goes to Felice Lazay. Felice, thank you for being a part of the We Are Late Tech and Women Tech team. We miss you. So glad you're pursuing everything in music and that you're still listening to the podcast and that you sent us that sweet note on Instagram. So glad that you'll be at the next podcasters meetup. Huge shout out to Felice Lazay. Be sure to check out her music and say hello to her on Instagram at F-E-L-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-E. That's F-E-L-I-C-E-L-A-Z-A-E. Be sure to tell her that you discovered her via the Women in Tech podcast. If you too want to connect and collaborate with more incredible women in tech, remember you can go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Good morning. It's 728 over here in Los Angeles. And so maybe it's the afternoon for you or evening and you're just, or maybe you're just wrapping up the day. Just wanted to say hello. Um, I'm just about to get into my morning meditation. I'm not perfect, but I just think it's really great to meditate. I hear it from a lot of successful people and I use the Headspace app and I get really excited when I see a streak happen day after day. And so it's fun. It's almost like gamifying meditation, but I think it um, is really great and calming for my mind. And something else I learned lately, there was a girl whose name spaces me. I saw her on um, on a YouTube clip. Um, all you tennis enthusiasts out there will know her name. She, I guess, is a 19-year-old from Canada who beat Serena Williams, I guess. I'm not as you can tell, I'm not into tennis, but um, you all know who I'm talking about if you are into tennis. And um, her mom had taught her creative visualization. I don't know much about it. So if you know about creative visualization, please, please, please tweet at Women in Tech Show and tell me about um, creative visualization so I can learn more about it. Yeah, her mom, uh, I guess, told her when she was a young girl, when she was 10. And so uh, I think it was a 10 minute, pre- 10, 10, I don't, maybe she was an, I don't know. But anyway, she does a practice every single day of this creative visualization and it led to her winning the tennis championship. And um, I thought it was really cool. So I thought about, okay, what would I like happen by the end of the month? And, um, and I'm working with my business accountability partner on creatively visualizing whatever that means, um, that coming true for us. So we decided on a common goal of what we both wanted and we're both, you know, playing with this creative visualization. And he wrote me a little message, um, this morning that he did it on the bike and he said it was really wild because when it became not just words, but it turned into like really feeling it, he said it was awesome. And so I haven't gotten there yet. So I'm working on it. I kind of stopped to create this little thing for you. I started visualizing you guys and how much I care about you guys. So 
So that's where I'm at. I'm uh, just so grateful for you to be a part of um, the Women in Tech journey. And I hope you enjoy the next episode. Bye. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. I am in London, England, a city that is incredible, at a space that is absolutely magnetic. I am at the Google London campus here to support startups, and we were at this incredible Women in Tech breakfast this morning. I'm so thankful for Google for putting this together, and I'm here with Irina. Am I saying it right? Uh, Irina. Yes. Say it again. Arina. Arina. You're Russian. Yeah, I'm Russian. And first big props that it's scary to do the podcast because English is not your first language, right? Yeah. And I think we're all okay that English isn't your first language. I am really, really happy you're doing the interview. Thank you. Well, anyway, even uh, if I know what to say, I always feel a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> Is this your first podcast? Uh, well, I gave uh, some interviews in Russia. Nice. And uh, I always like uh, on some medias, but uh, not uh, in London. And not in English. Not in English, of course. Wow. Привет, as I was saying earlier, (laughs) my my one Russian word. (laughs) Um, So go ahead and tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, Well, I run a startup company, so that's why I'm here. That's why I try to visit as much, uh, as many as possible events uh for female entrepreneurs i run a, a tech beauty startup we create a mirror for cosmetic brands and retails we want uh, women stop testing uh, those lipstick or shadow on their hands because we never see the real result yeah so we want the women use uh, the mirror to see they will look like with that uh, product with this or that product i mean if you guys are understanding this she built an AI technology in the beauty industry to be able to see, like simulate what a makeup shade will actually look like on you without putting it on. Yes. Am exactly. I understanding it right? Yes. And we use uh, augmented reality technology. Augmented reality. It's it's incredible. When did you first start this? Um, well, it's interesting because we started uh, the company in 2015, but uh, it was like uh, we just wanted to create uh, the mirrors that can take selfies of you because uh, in 2015, the most popular word, it was selfie. And uh, maybe after six months, we got lots of requests from cosmetic brands, like even Estee Lauder. They uh, texted us, like, maybe we can have some collaboration. And then that year, it was 2016. So it was 
about 2017, uh, we found the niche that we want uh, not just create a mirror that can take selfies, but we want to do something in the beauty industry. Right. Yeah. So, and my co-founder, she's also a female co-founder. Nice. And is she Russian as well? Yes. And where did you both meet? Uh, we met in uh, Moscow. And we have one more co-founder, but she found me on the internet. What website? I was uh, looking for a job and I found that they were hiring. And uh, because she has a um, partner, also business partner, uh, technical partner. And uh, I just texted them, oh, that's a nice idea. I would love to join. So in the beginning, we were just working on that idea and we were focusing on the U.S. market. Uh, everything started from the U.S. So even the still hour text us when we were in the U.S. And then we came back to Russia uh, because we decided to test our idea on the Russian market. And this is so, oh, this is, I have so many questions. Let me start here. It's interesting that you decided to test your idea in the Russian market because most people are trying so hard to get to the States and you decided to actually revert back and go local. Why did you make that choice? And the other question I was going to ask is how far along are you in your technology and your company today? Well, uh, I can explain why. Uh, why we started from the U.S. because our angel investor was from California and he helped us to create uh, the selfie mirror. But it was, well, it's super different from the one we have now. Uh, and uh, last year, we went through the program, 500 startups, but in Russia, they were invited by uh, the first bank in Russia, Sberbank. And we were one of the those startups. It was just 30 best Russian startups. And we decided, okay, if we have all chances, uh, uh, start here, like start uh, working, uh, making pilots with Russian retailers. Why not? Then, of course, we uh, want to like uh, to make wide our clients. So we are on that direction. We are going. We want to go back, but we decided to test our technology there. And how did you meet your investor in California when you were in Russia? Uh, thanks, uh, social media. To social media? Yes. Can you explain a little more? We just, uh, when we started with that idea, we focused only on U.S. market. And uh, what uh, did we do? Just we were looking for investments. We were looking for uh, partners only on that side. So it was just, I don't know, but our investor, he is in California, but he's uh, Russian. Oh, he's Russian. Yeah. Did you just reach out cold? Yeah. It's it, well. First, we just sent uh, email. Yeah, emailed him. Yeah. How did you find his email? We just the, text, the internet. The, we just emailed. I think uh, to every uh, we see fun. Uh, we see to every investor with our idea. And how? This is how it works. So many questions. How many investors would you say that was? I like can't, hundreds uh, or like it was ten? hundreds. Oh, hundreds. Hundreds, of course, because when you are just on the early stage, you need to do as much as possible. Like you never know who will answer to you, and uh, it was just like nonstop emailing to different investors, to different organizations, just like to ask their support or whatever. And did you use a program or did you send out the emails manually? Uh, personally, I sent emails. To every investor. If, if it was angel investor, of course, I did it like, hi, dear name. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. 
But if it was receive funds, of course, uh, you you can't like you know text uh, to everyone. Every right. Fund. And a huge question is: Weren't you afraid of people stealing your idea if you're sharing your idea with yeah. hundreds of investors? We were afraid of Chinese uh, market that they can are gonna say. Steal our idea because. Uh, Did you say genius market? No, a Chinese. Uh, oh, Chinese yes. market. Chinese market. Uh, because uh, we have a contract agreement with uh, two manufacturers in China. One of them uh, built hardware, another like also another part of hardware, and then we found another manufacturer that put it together. How did you find your manufacturers in China if you're in Russia? One of my partner, he lives in Habarovsk. It's very close to China. Yeah. Because Russia is close to everything. Uh-huh. And uh, he was uh, it was his responsibility to go there to talk to Chinese uh, it's not difficult, I think. When you have specific aims and you you just uh, okay. You just start trucking away. I love it. I love it. And can you give us an idea how many people are in your company? How is your company funded? You've talked about that. Are you still doing selfie mirrors and now have two different products or did you let go? Like, give us a landscape of what your current company looks like and how big or small uh, it is. Nowadays, we are five people in the company and we have two investors right now. The one, uh, well... It's uh, private investments. We are on early stage. We have MVP, and soon uh, we are going to presidential forum in um, Vladivostok. It's very close to China, <laughs> <laughs> so we we gonna to demonstrate our MVP and talk to other funds. So we have uh, clients already, but as we are getting ready, uh, as we are getting to launch it, uh, probably it will be October. I hope October because I don't want it to, you know. Yeah, to go on and on. Yeah. What brought you to London? Once, uh, maybe a year ago, I wrote in my uh, book where I usually talking to myself about dreams. I wrote down like in July 2019, I'm going to wake up in London and uh, be full of energy. And, and I am and I'm here. I But I moved in April, I guess. Well, that's amazing. I love that, manifesting your reality. And what is your background? Well, I'm marketing graduate, uh, and I started in Russia. My first degree is just completely different. My bachelor degree, I actually am philologist. And then I, uh, when I found that company on the internet, uh, and I liked that idea, and they motivated me to go to learn, to study uh, marketing. Wait, wait, I missed it. So you were, a f- say it again, a f- philologist. What is that? F- uh, philology, like uh, languages, literature. Oh, God, I got it. Okay. And then they recommended? Uh, no, they didn't recommend oh. me. But I was so motiv- uh, stimulated and motivated to yeah. learn how marketing works. What can uh, How can I be more helpful? Right. Uh, and uh, when I just met them, it was uh, 2015. I just graduated my bachelor's degree. When you say them, you mean the company that you now yeah. work with. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And now uh, and then... In, two, in uh, one year, I just worked. Uh, I had kind of gap year because we worked a lot. And uh, after that, I decided, okay, I need to get 
master degree, but maybe marketing is better. So. And and you totally didn't. And what is your role in the company now? Well, uh, first of all, in the beginning, I wasn't CEO. In the beginning, I just uh, joined the company, and uh, they I'm new, uh, newly appointed the CEO now. And of course, my biggest goal is uh, a partnership with uh, some brands like Estee Lauder because <laughs> uh, it's still uh, like something that. Uh, uh, is waiting for us. I, I mean, there's so much we could get into that you you went from being a student just trying to be a sponge and learning everything yes. to now being a newly appointed CEO. Were you scared? I'm not scared because uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, when we um, finished that uh, 500 Startups uh, Accelerator, I don't know, I, I think it was, uh, you know, super intensive army because uh, every day uh, you were working for your company for your accelerator for everything that's like uh, working non-stop and uh, thanks to this accelerator i found my goals like i know what i want for the company i know what i want for myself i don't want to be always associated with a company i want to be associated as a female entrepreneur but I want to have a successful company. And how do you prepare to be a CEO? Stick around. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. How do you prepare to be a CEO? I don't know. I think no one is prepared for that. I just feel uh, that I, I can do that. And uh, I'm proud of my company and I'm proud of the product. And I would love to give it to the world because I want, I believe it's helpful. It's, I think it's more about uh, changing behavior because some people still in doubt, like if they, uh, they would love to, you know, uh, physically test the, the, uh, some products. Yeah. But I think it takes time just to get used to something new. Yeah, because people are used to physically testing makeup on their hands. And so to say you no longer have to do that, we created this augmented reality for you to see what that shade looks like on you. It takes getting adjusted to. But same way with phones, we pinch a screen to zoom things out now. I was listening to a podcast the other day. Um, it was actually the Simon Rex podcast with Charlie Sheen. And uh, Charlie Sheen was talking about how he picked up a photo frame, yeah. like an old school frame, and like went to zoom in on a normal picture. And he's like, what am I doing? This is just a photograph. And yeah. so our brains need training to adapt. But then once you're there, you're there. What is a huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Well, for me, always challenging to find investments 
and uh, I think we did it uh, quite successful uh, when we were creating selfie mirror. Uh, and now when we just, uh, finished the program and we didn't have like traction, we didn't have some specific terms that investors are looking for, but we found investments. And I think that we are successfully using uh, those uh, financial support. And what resources or blogs or books do you go to, to continue to learn, to become better? I love psychologists. Uh, books and I love self-helping books I know I read some information that I know but every time I read it it's like you refresh your mind and it uh, gives you some support because uh, for instance I think the biggest support in my life it's myself Uh, I like that yeah Friends, they can tell you, but you still hesitate. You, but when you start just believing in yourself, you start believing that your friends telling you like the truth. And uh, nowadays, I read a lot about uh, startup companies. One of my favorite uh, is uh, from Zero to One. One of the book I read, uh, it calls. Um, from good to great, I guess. Mm, yeah. Yes, that's a one classic. Tell us what zero to one and what good to great is about. Um, well, uh, zero to one. Uh, it uh, the book. Well, the book uh, that was written by um, PayPal co- uh, co-founder, and he just uh, gives some useful information because he goes to some historic events like what what Google did, uh, what Facebook uh, did before. And it's, well, for me, it was a bit challenging because I read it uh, in English. and uh, But uh, it was quite useful information because it's not just like, it's not motiv- uh, not about motivation, I would say, but it's about strategies. And you had a question for me. Yes, I had a question because it's very interesting. You are super in the, uh, energy and you are super excited about what you are doing. That's why I would like to ask you. You are uh, interviewing people. You are talking to people You because you want them to share their ideas or it's because uh, you want it uh, to work in tech. And that's why you're just curious about it. To share, to hear people's ideas or because I wanted to work in tech. So I built the first um, action sports social network. So I've been in tech, I mean, even since I was a little girl, um, I remember playing in my father's office. I've been in tech my whole life. I, I've never felt held back. Um, I just grew up with my father encouraging me. I remember I'd play video games and he's like, that's great for your hand-eye coordination. Like I was always encouraged to be in technology. And so then when I built the first action sports social network, I just had a fascination with action sports because of how I grew up skateboarding and motocross and technology. And I brought these two things I love together. And later there started to form women in tech communities. And I'm like, oh, this is interesting. So I went And all I would hear the conversations about were how we're held back 
and statistics and controversy. I'm like, whoa, if this is all I heard my whole life, I would have never done anything that I've done because I would have just thought that I'm not, that the world is against me. And I wanted to create a positive piece of content because I believe that we could only achieve as much as we believe is possible. And so I wanted to um, show examples of what's possible. So essentially like anybody, male, female, alien, <laughs> there's no reason not to go after what we want. Like you're like, I'm going to live in London or I'm going to connect with Chinese manufacturers or I'm going to get an investor in California. It's not that it's easy. It's not that you even know how you're going to find these resources. You have no idea, but you just start by believing it's possible. Like that's it. If you don't believe, how can you possibly believe anybody else? And on top of that, if you don't believe in yourself, how can you know when to filter out things that aren't right for you? And so I think that's, I think believing in ourselves is really difficult. And so I hope that this podcast inspires people to believe in themselves. I think that uh, impossible is only in your heart. And I totally agree that uh, every time we see, when we think that it's impossible, it's just like we put like some limits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think everything is possible. It just may not be possible in the way that we picture it, or maybe we can't even picture it yet, but it's po it's somehow possible. Or maybe I'm just a an optimist. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. I just, yeah. Sometimes lately when I'm having a bad day, I'll start chanting in my head, light attracts light, light attracts light, light attracts light. Because when I'm having a bad day, I feel like I'm vibrating like bad energy and then it's going to like attract more bad energy. Just like if I vibrate like good, positive energy, I'm going to attract hopefully good, more positive energy. And even if it doesn't work, I mean, who wants to feel bad, you know, like, so yeah. if there is a way to overcome feeling like in a bum state. And so I'll just start chanting light attracts light, light attracts light, light attracts light. And I'm hoping to tell my brain, like if I'm light and glowing, like I'll try it more and it will maybe change my state or will change the circumstances or whatever is, is like bothering me that day. And where can people connect with you, find out more about you? Are you on LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram? Mostly on LinkedIn. Because it's written like uh, what companies I run. And uh, I use my Instagram mostly for business. So I'm really open-minded person to connect with uh, with people that I even don't know I never saw before. But uh, I don't use uh, Facebook a lot. Uh, I would say Instagram and LinkedIn. And can you tell us uh, your social handle on Instagram and then also spell your name for LinkedIn? Uh, LinkedIn is like my name, Arina Panmarova, A-R-I-N-A-P-O-N-O-M-A-R-E-V-A. And, uh, Instagram, Aris Henry, A-R-I-S-H-E-N-R-I-Y. And we'll include all her links in the show notes as well. So just scroll down. You can click there to read more about it in the show notes and find it super easy. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Last question. Is there a podcast that you recommend that you really love? Uh, yes. I love uh, the podcast called How I Built uh, This Yeah, I love uh, that one. With Guy Russ. Yeah, it's such a good podcast, How I Built This. Wait, I like one more question. Uh, your favorite tool, your favorite tech tool, could be software, hardware, 
um, uh, my favorite is um, my friend recently, maybe a year ago, he launched an application. He's a soft developer. It calls Habit. Habit? Habit. It was six times on the uh, like app of the day. Uh, and it helped me a lot with things I need to do because sometimes I just, not because I don't have time, sometimes I just uh, can forget that I need like to read or something. That, or drink water. Or drink water, yes, exactly. And I ju- it, it reminds me all the time. Uh, what's his name in case people are Google searching? Sergey. I don't remember his name, his surname. It's, but Sergey? Sergey. So if they see Habit App, Sergey, they know yes. it's the right app. Yes. Perfect. Thank you so much Thank for hanging you. out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more amazing women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. Womenintechvip.com takes you straight to the Facebook group. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Remember to say hello on social at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. My name is Arina Panamarova. I'm CEO and co-founder of Smartsy. It's intelligent mirror for cosmetic brands and cosmetic retails. We are based in Russia, Moscow. Personally, I'm based in London. And we also have an office in California. And you're listening to Women Tech. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, with help from Janice Geronimo, edited by Adam Carroll, show notes by Carl Marty, and music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.